0: Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, today I'm going to be talking about living off of false prophecies and how living off false prophecies can cause you to waste time. Listen, I think this is a very, very relevant topic because there's nothing like believing God for something that isn't a part of your purpose and I think we're in a day and age where prophecy has become more important than the Word of God it's like people will feel a building or fill an auditorium uh, to hear a, a so-called prophet or a prophet come in and prophesy to people but people have no interest in the Word of God you know if we say in Bible study there's crickets. But if it's a prophetic conference, man, people are busting through the doors to get in there to get a word. And it's almost like we treat it's almost like we treat prophecy like a winning lottery ticket. We value prophecy more than the Bible. And I think that is very dangerous. And it it because it has caused many people to pursue things that are outside of the will of God for their life. It has caused many people to walk outside of their purpose and so I want to deal with that um, especially as we approach entering the new year because um, this time of year everybody's preparing their New Year's resolutions and then we're going into watch night services and the emotional the emotions and adrenaline is high and there's all of these prophetic words going forth. And so what I want to do is I want to, in the upcoming segment, I want to deal with what is prophecy, biblically, what is prophecy? What is the purpose of prophecy? Um, because one of the concerns that I have, I, I think we've in, in today's society, because we we' we've been conditioned to get what we want. This world um, conditions us to to go after our desires our will our ambitions and sometimes we can force our our desires on god and so in this day and age i think false prophecy has become the norm you know everybody's saying god said you know and it's like dang man man these preachers are always saying god said and it's like man god ain't talking like that like i don't i just don't believe that and And it's like, if I'm, and let me just clear something up. I believe in, I believe in the prophetic. I I believe in word of knowledge, but I don't believe that most of the things that we see today are, are, are prophetic or word of knowledge. I think a lot of what we do in church, um, in many of our churches is more entertainment driven and geared towards making people feel good, um, and and, pro- and and as I get into the next segment, I want to dive into what prophecy is and the purpose of that is, because I want to make sure that we're not wasting time walking in a purpose. Or, or pursuing things that aren't a part of our purpose and a part of the will of God for our life. So I'm excited about that. Um, but before we hop into all of those wonderful things, um, just a quick few announcements. Um, I know I made the announcement that I'm gonna do a show on mental health. That is still coming. My wife <laughs> just started a new job. Um, she is a therapist, a mental health therapist, I'm not even sure if I said that right, but she she's a therapist. She's a mental health expert. And um, I'm going to have her on the show. She wanted to be on this show. But with her starting a new job, she's been just bottled down with paperwork. Um, And it's like everything has been thrown being thrown at us these last two weeks. Both of our sons got sick. And unfortunately, now she's sick with what my youngest son had. And so she's kind of out of commission right now. So be praying for my wife when you when you you know, when you get a chance, pray for her healing, pray for the boys healing and everything. And I've just been trying to hold it down. So that's that's one of the reasons why I didn't release a show last week. But listen, God is good. God is faithful. I'm excited about what God is doing. But listen, I got to share this story with you guys before I hop into the featured song for this episode. So the other day I had an incident. (laughs) that showed me how self-righteous I was like I believe that we as Christians we have to be aware of ourselves I think sometimes we have a tendency to point out what's wrong with everyone else and we we become experts at dissecting everyone else's sin or self-righteousness that we we're blind to ourselves and and really that within it in and of itself is self righteousness. But nevertheless, in the morning time, um I I drop I take both of my boys to school in the morning, you know, and um they go to different schools. And so usually in the morning what I, I try to do before they get up is I try to pray. I try to pray and read the word. Well well this particular morning I didn't have time to do that. I think I had like overslept. You know, so when I got up like I was you know, I gave God a quick prayer while I was getting up, like I was wasn't all the way together mentally. I would still have sleep and stuff. And so I'm trying to hurry up and get up, fix their breakfast and get them up, which is a task in and of itself. And so I didn't really get to spend time with God in the mor- that particular morning. I didn't get to read the word like I wanted to or none of that. So so I got about time we got in the car to um, to take them to school normally what I do in the mornings, I I like to listen to music, um, or, or listen to sports radio. And so that particular morning I was like, you know, since I didn't get to read the word, I'm going to have the Bible at my Bible app read to me, you know, me and my friends, we always talk about audio books and things of that nature. And so as I'm, um, having, I have the Bible read to me, man, before I know it, before we're even halfway through our destination, I don't went through the entire book of Galatians. And not just that, I understood it. Like I I was being edified. I was understanding the stories and and understanding the scriptures as they're being read to me. And I'm like, man, this is great. (laughs) I'm like, man, this took, this only took 15 minutes or so and I'm just hypothetical. I don't remember exactly how long it t- took, but let's just say it took about 15 minutes for the Bible app to read the entire book of Galatians to me, and it blessed me. Now, here's where the self righteous part comes in. Immediately, I told myself, You're cheating. You're cheating listening to an audiobook because you're not really reading it. <laughs> <laughs> and some of you guys may be laughing right now because you saw my Facebook post that I made the other day and it was a complete joke, but that post came was inspired by this moment, which I I laughed in the moment and 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 laughing now at it, but but like I mean I had a moment where I was like, Man, I told myself, man, you cheating, you're not really reading. Because here's the thing I'm not a fast reader. <laughs> I don't read very fast. Like I'm the type of person that'll read the same sentence over and over again, like five times, just to make sure I'm getting the understanding of it. And so what took me 15 minutes with the audiobook to make it through the entire book of Galatians, probably would have took if I was reading, it probably would have took me 15 minutes just to read one or two chapters. And so my flesh kind of kicked in and was like, Man, you cheating. You're not really, you're not really reading. You ain't really read no book if you listen to it via audio book. And so, man, it was just dumb. It's just dumb. I just had to share that with you guys because the, the purpose of what, why I'm sharing that is, listen, get the word any way you can get it. Like remove your ego out of, out of your pursuit for God and just go after God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And man, thank God we live in a day and age where we have this type of technology at our fingertips. And I just began to think about it. It made me think, like, how often do we not take advantage of our access to to the word of God? There are people in other countries who are who who are risking their lives to get a hold of a Bible. And, and here we are, we have the apps on our phones. The Bible can read to us. We can listen to the Bible while we washing dishes. We can we can listen to the Bible while we working out at the gym. And and but but we're often distracted and we have all of these other apps and access to all of these other things. And a lot of times because we're distracted, God gets put pushed to the side and 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 we want to come to God in a way that's gonna make us feel good about ourselves. And so I realized I was self-righteous because who cares, long as I'm getting the word of God, who cares if I'm reading or listening to an audiobook, long as I'm getting the word of God. And so what I wanna do, I wanna encourage you guys, man, um, forget about New Year's resolutions and all of that stuff. Let's go after God with what we have. Especially if you're in America, we have, we have the freedom to worship. And not have to worry about getting our heads chopped off or or shot in our head for for us pursuing in our fate our our God, the true and living God. So just think about that. You know what I'm saying. But listen, I want to hop into the featured song, which is actually from my my brother J Will Music's album, his his album um Inspire God's People, which. You know, it's also named after his podcast show. If you haven't checked out Jay Will's um, podcast, Inspire God's People, it's a great show, great podcast, another podcast for you to put in your in your Rolodex or or your playlist uh, for later. But listen, this song is called The Other Side. I'm actually featured on this song. I actually had the honor and privilege of producing the song along with my brother red and so let's hop into the featured song the other side
1: we always being told one side of the story welcome to the other side i've learned majority isn't always
0: right who's on the lord's side Hard to see the value in the Lord's side when programmed by pop culture, what's a hating like? But who wants to be hated? Raise your hand, can be in love with the world's ways and Jesus, friend, at first we're passionate, we'll never quit, then we become Peter. When they rap initially bashing us, then we deny Jesus. Uh. Looking for a convenient faith, but how can we follow him when we want our flesh to be saved? But for his namesake sake, can chase what's faith, know his worth. They say it's greener on the other side, but it's turf. Still drink and be merry, denying God, nights are wild. While over here, word, pray, fast, and self denial. Heart to sell eternity with cross on your back But hell's forever and sin's pleasure is just a trap But he's risen so we're driven to press producing joy Others are distracted rejecting him to be destroyed Living
1: for the world where the fame is But you gotta see it from the other side Living for the Lord make it lame I guess you gotta see it from the other side They be a club up on they thug stuff drug up, what about the other side? I ain't judging you, I'm just praying for your soul's salvation Cause I've been on the other side Forever ain't a long time in the streets People dying in the streets They take that same mentality from in the streets to in the street Got the nerve to treat us like the enemy We just hear the inner seat We don't wanna see you keep pouring out the Hennessy That mean homie die Now we seize the other side It's time to face judgment for unrepentant sins While his mom's at his casket crying unforgiving tears The picture that was painted, as ugly as it is Was his masterpiece, Seek peace with the master Put your peace down, we live without peace Then die screaming, rest in peace your story's just a story on repeat, let's change that A better ending awaits you on the other side I'm like that cousin that loves you that's from your mother's side Just kicking wisdom and knowledge, I know you got a few dollars But I don't think you can count on them from the other side Living for the world where the fame is, but you gotta see it from the other side Living for the Lord, make you lame, I guess you gotta see it from the other side be club up, on they thug stuff, drug. Up. What about the other side? I ain't judging you, I'm just praying for your soul's salvation. Cause I've been on the other side. How to code choose one. God drew a line in the sand. Now you gotta pick a side. You no longer get to hide. Come out, come out wherever you are. You are never too far for God. Feeling like the prodigal, spent your whole pot of gold. Now you don't know how you gon' survive, or well, who to trust in a foreign land. You can go back home any day, but you no longer get to hide. All that pride, killing you inside. Come inside, see it from the side. The prodigal father doesn't focus on flaws He sees that you want him back and he opens the door A shepherd that loses sheep is not concerned with why He leaves the 99 for one to see the other side He doesn't want the one to perish But the 99 are jealous I guess if the tables turn they see the other side Living for the world where the fame is But you gotta see it from the other side Living for the Lord make you lame I guess you gotta see it from the other side be tearing the club up On they thug stuff Drugged up What about the other side? I ain't judging you I'm just praying for your soul salvation Cause I've been on the other side I'm trying hard to be who got created everything I got And finally I'm making it as far as I just as wanna I can inspire God's I'm trying hard to be who got created me to be And finally some I'm making it as far as I can thank see I'm God. i made doing as far as I
0: Listen, this is is such an important topic to me because I know many Christians today who just don't believe in the gifts anymore. Like they don't believe that the gifts are for today. They believe that the gifts um, stopped with the apostles. And I'm not one of those Christians. Um, I believe that the gifts are still in operation today. I believe that God still heals um, using uh, men and women of God to pray the prayer of faith and even lay hands and um, I believe that prophecy is still for today and I believe um, according to scriptures like 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 12 um, where it talks about the offices of apostles prophets and pastors and where it talks about the gifts of like word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy. I believe all of these things, the purpose of all of these things are for the 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 building of the church and for the edification of the saints. And so I believe these things are still in operation today. But I think that there are many abuses of gifts, I believe there are many counterfeit gifts, counterfeit offices in operation today. And so I think as a result of the abuses, I think it has caused people to lean their theological views in the way of hey, these things aren't for today. And I think that could be dangerous, um, just because. And I'll and I'll, I'll use this analogy. Just because counterfeit money exists doesn't mean when I get a real twenty-dollar bill, I'm going to throw it away and say, "No, this is fake too." No, just because counterfeit things exist doesn't mean counterfeit things do not discredit authentic gifts. So counterfeit gifts do not um, cancel out authentic gifts. Counterfeit money doesn't cancel out real money. (laughs) And so we don't, we, 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 a lot of times we approach the Bible with, with logic that we don't use in anything else. And so I wanted to talk about prophecy and what prophecy is because Growing up with a Pentecostal background, um, and I've I've had the opportunity to see things like demons get cast out. I've I've cast out um, a demon, demons myself in the name of Jesus, and seen the power of God at work. Um, I've operated in word of knowledge and the prophetic myself um, as the Holy Spirit gave me um, utterance as the Bible says but um, I've also witnessed people literally waste time pursuing things that have nothing to do with their purpose based off of a false prophecy that they received from a speaker or a preacher or a pastor or a bishop or a so called prophet and i think this is a real issue in the church where we have people chasing prophets around chasing prophetic words around and they're literally basing their lives off of t- what these televangelists is telling them or they they may be a part of a church that does these things that basing in their work, they're basing their whole existence off of a word that they received at the altar or whatever, or what they seen on television. And and that and that word that they received has nothing to do with their purpose, has nothing to do with with the direction that their life should be going in. And I'll just use some examples. Some some of you guys and this is not anybody in particular, but, you know, you know, you, going to these prophetic conferences, you you have these false prophets laying hands on people and telling people that they're going to be millionaires, telling people that they're going to be the next Jay Z, telling people that they're going to be the next um, LeBron James, and 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 Buddy is only five two. <laughs> I'm just you, I, I'm I'm I know that's a joke, but it's like these things are happening, and what I'm learning is. It's a business for for a lot of these false prophets and teachers. It's a business. And and, and what happens is sometimes even there's pr- preachers and pastors that mean well, but they get caught up in emotionalism and things of that nature. And so they think they're prophesying, but they're really caught up in their emotions. And we're making promises to people that aren't in line with the word of God. We're making promises to people that isn't in line with the will of God for their life, and it can literally throw people's lives off course. So what is prophecy? What is the prophetic biblically? Well, prophecy in the Greek is prophetheia, and it means a discourse emanating from divine inspiration. And declaring the purposes of God, whether by correcting and admonishing the wicked or comforting the afflicted or revealing things hidden by foretelling future events. So basically, prophecy, what is what is the prophetic prophecy is? The word of God being proclaimed as the Holy Spirit inspires it is prophecy can be used to uplift people it could be used to correct the wicked as it, as the definition said and it also can be used to foretell the future according to God's will and purpose And so it is important that we understand a few points that I want to make before I hop into a scripture real quick. The first point is prophecy will never contradict God's written word. It will never contradict God's written word. And it's so important. This is why we have to know the word for ourselves a lot of times we make the mistake of making the bible about us like we go into bible stories and we automatically want to make the bible about us and how god fits into our life when in reality the bible is about god and how we fit into his plan. it's a big difference that's a big difference I want to say that again the Bible a lot of times we make the mistake of making the Bible and we approach prophecy the same way a lot of times we make the mistake of making the Bible about us and how God fits in our life but really the Bible is about God And how we fit in his plan it's a big difference the Bible is about God and him being glorified not us getting every desire that we want it's not about us becoming rich the Bible is about Jesus it's it's about him being glorified and so that actually brings me to the next point prophecy will always glorify Christ True prophecy will point you to a greater submission to Christ, not a greater submission to your ambitions. And that's so important for us to understand because and I'm going to give you scripture. But but a lot of times. We treat prophecy as if it's a winning lottery ticket. I've literally watched people get excited about getting a. receiving a word a prophetic word and they're completely dry when it's time to open up the Bible that's backwards and this is why many people are able to be be manipulated many of us have been manipulated because we've 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 went after words that tickle our ears we went after words that that make us feel good but don't really produce the repentance that we that we need to actually be in line with our with God's purpose for our life his real purpose for our life and so it's important for us to understand that prophecy will always glorify Christ true prophecy will point you to a greater submission in Christ and again it's not uh, not a greater submission to your ambitions. Like when we look at Revelations chapter nineteen, we see John the Revelator in John chapter uh, Revelations chapter um, nineteen verse nine through ten. He's receiving word from the angel of the Lord, like the angel of the Lord is prophesying to him, foretelling of things to come in the heavenly realm, and so. In verse nine, the angel is speaking to him in verse nine. And and John says, and the angel said to me, write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. So he's prophesying. Verse 10. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. So so John tries to worship the angel and I would imagine he probably tried to worship the angel because the glory of God was on the angel, the messenger of God. And then the angel said to me, you must not do that. So the angel stops John from trying to worship him. He said, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you. The angel's like, I'm a servant just like you. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Y'all hear that? So as he's prophesying, he says the testimony Of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy and we got to understand even when we're reading prophecies in the Old Testament that don't directly mention Christ what we have to understand is as the prophets are as we go through the Old Testament and the prophets are constantly warning Israel to repent and turn back to God we have to keep in mind the purpose of Israel Israel's primary purpose is to be a priest to the nations, to point them to the true and living God and to bring forth the Messiah. And so this is why the entire Bible is about Jesus. And so many of us, we, a lot of times we make the mistake And we we're we're going to church because we're looking for a word about our husband. We're looking for a word about the next promotion on our job or the next business idea. We're looking for material things. But we're not thinking about how can I be a greater servant to Christ? And listen, I believe God can speak prophetically concerning things like your job, things like your finances. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to go from one extreme and say, "Oh, no, God won't 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 speak prophetically concerning your your everyday life." No, that's a lie. The Bible says that the Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. The Bible says that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And so God is the God of everything in our lives, and I believe that God will speak prophetically in our lives. Like I, I believe I shared the testimony of my wife, how how I met my wife. I received a prophetic word concerning my wife, but even that prophetic word is associated with my purpose and me being who I'm called to be in Christ. Every Paul said, "Do all things as unto the Lord." And so, a lot of times, we make the mistake of, car, um, car, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We we put certain things in our lives in certain compartments. We compart. We compartmentalize. I'm not sure if I said it right. We put things in our lives and compartments and what and, and and what ends up happening. We could we we put God in a in, in a separate box from other things. And so we have this is my entertainment. This is my spirituality. This is my finances. This is my health. Instead of letting God govern everything. Instead of allowing God to be God over everything in our lives because he created everything. God isn't just God. (laughs) Listen, God isn't just God of the spiritual things. He's God, period. (laughs) He spoke and it was. And so a lot of times we make the mistake of making prophecy about us and not how We can fulfill our purpose in the Lord. And so it's very, 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 very important that we understand the purpose of prophecy. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I get very, very, very skeptical when when I hear people just prophesying cars and money and increase in wealth and like that's all they prophesy about. And I'm like, this is not the purpose of prophecy. And again, I want to bring balance to that. I'm not saying that God can't give you a prophetic word concerning your finances and and different things like that. But when that's all you talk, that's all you talk about. That's all God is speaking about. Like we're not even preaching the gospel. We're not even preaching repentance and turning to Christ like it's like we make God the price of the price is right. Like, come on down, get a prophetic word. Like you get a prophetic word, you get a prof- like it's like it, it becomes a game and we get and really let me just be honest with you. A lot of times this happens because they want you to give your they want to get your offering money. They want to get your money because it goes towards their honorarium or it goes towards their pockets. I'm just being honest because like listen we have to we have to discern. And so if if we look at first John chapter four, verse one through four, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Whether they are of God, because I can hear some of you asking, how do we know if the prof- prophecy is true? How how will we know, be able to discern between um, from real prophecy and false prophecy? Well, I already gave you one point. It will always point you to Christ. But this kind of takes it a step further. It says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. It says many false prophets. Listen, how many of you guys know? False prophecy is big business. Oh, prophecy pays the pays the bills and more. Verse 2. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. It says know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God now I want you to take a mental note of that every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God verse 3 and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God And I'm going to read that again. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already it is in the world. Verse four, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That scripture is about false prophecy, false prophets, not being deceived. And so when it says that he that confesses Jesus come, has come in the flesh, that is specifically in line with Jesus deity. Like an essential part of the gospel, and some of you may not know this, an essential part of the gospel and you proclaiming to be a Christian is you must believe that Jesus isn't just uh, the Son of God, but that He's actually God manifest in the flesh. And when it says in verse 2, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, it's referring to John chapter 1, where it talks about in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. And then when we go down to like verse 14 and it says, and the word became flesh. See, the gospel message is that God became flesh and gave himself for his creation to redeem his creation back to himself. And so Jesus just isn't the son of God or, or the son um The son, but he is God. And that is an essential to our faith. It is important that we understand that our God is triune in nature. What do I mean by that? Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Three persons, but one substance, because our God is one. And so there is a mystery to God in a sense, but the Bible makes it clear that Jesus is God manifesting in the flesh. And what I notice why this is so important is what I notice as I I've dealt with many cults and many false religions from Muslims and to and I and I respect people who have other beliefs, I just believe that Jesus is the way, truth, and life. Like he said, I believe that he's the only way to God. There's no other way. And so I believe all other beliefs are false, but I respect other people's beliefs. But one of the things that I notice as I deal with different beliefs and what I consider to be cults like um, Jehovah's Witness and Mormons and uh, Muslims, every religion and belief fights against the deity of Jesus. It fights to um, diminish Jesus as God. And so that is an essential for the Christian faith. That is um, a foundational truth of our faith. And so when when someone is prophesying, how you discern, you discern. Based off of who they believe Jesus to be and not just who they say they believe Jesus to be, but is their life consistent with what they're saying? Because one of the things that I've learned is especially nowadays, people will will know how to say the right things. They will actually know how to say what is true, but their lives will be totally opposite to what they're preaching. They'll preach righteousness. They'll say the right things, but they'll be living like the devil. They'll be living in sin. They'll preach against fornication while they're fornicating. They'll preach against adultery while they're in adultery. They'll preach against um, bitterness and and unforgiveness while they're harboring bitterness and unforgiveness. And so this is why Jesus said, I believe in Matthew 6, you'll know a tree by his fruit and so we have to be discerning and I'm going to give you one last tip before I close but we as believers have to be discerning but for us to be discerning we have to know the word we have to be in communion with the Holy Spirit we have to go after God for ourselves one of the number one reasons why many people who profess Christ are often deceived by false prophecy is because they are not or we are not studying to show ourselves approved we're not studying on our own we're not praying and seeking God's face on our own Oh, I can't even talk don't let me t- even talk about fasting we don't fat we don't sacrifice we don't live a life of sacrifice and sanctification unto God and so as a result we're not even able to discern between good and evil even though the bible says we should be able to do that and so how do we discern discern between what is good and evil let's look at Romans chapter 12 verse 1 through 2 and I know many of us have heard this scripture before but never within this context. Verse one, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Verse two, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect will of god for your life listen it's giving us keys right here it, it just gave us a blueprint right here For us, how how do we discern the will of God for our life? We present our body to Him. We give our body to Him. Some of us can't discern because God doesn't have our tongue. We speak. Death And life and death is flowing from the same tongue. In James chapter, I believe three talks about how bitter water can't flow from the same tap as 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 clean water. Like we can't we have to we have to sanctify ourselves to God. What that means is to set ourselves apart for God's use, set ourselves apart unto the Lord. What does that mean? I can't be going around cussing one minute and then the next minute saying, Hallelujah, bless bless God, I'm blessed and highly favored. That's not me presenting my body as a living sacrifice to him. I can't one minute be in church praising God, saying hallelujah, and then the next minute I'm I'm shacking up and I'm 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 in fornication or I'm committing adultery. Like we have to sanctify ourselves unto the lord and then in verse two it talks about and and before i go to verse two it ends off with saying that's your our reasonable service in the king james is what it says in other words that's what we're supposed to be doing as christians already like but i see different churches advertising these things for like special fasts like hey for this whole month we're not going to fornicate for this whole month We're not going to get high or or drunk for this whole month. We're going to fast from all of these things. No, that's not fat. That's the Christian lifestyle. What do you mean fasting from getting high? What do you mean fasting from fornicating? No, that's that's our reasonable service. That's what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. Verse two, it says, and be not conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You get in the word of God. You read in the scriptures. You put the you put the work in. You you pray, pray and read the word. Cut off Facebook. Learn. We have to learn how to cut off distractions. Sometimes we have to learn how to log out. So we can log into God. It says be You transform by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I submit to you guys, sometimes we struggle with understanding God's will for our life because we are plugged into everything else. And it's like we give God the scraps. And I'm saying this because I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of giving God scraps in my life. I've been guilty of giving God the leftovers that were three days old or, you know, and what I mean by that is we have time for everything else throughout the day. And then we wait till we're sleepy at night to read the word. We wait till we're dead tired to pray. And so we're not giving God our all, we're giving God our scraps. And we wonder why we can't discern God's will for our life like we want God to be like fast food we want him to be easy but yet we pursue everything else that we really want with all of our heart but we want God to just give us everything without us putting in the work and so a lot of times we set ourselves up to be taken advantage of by false prophecy Let's make this change now, y'all. Let's not allow ourselves to be taken advantage of. Let's be discerning. You know, one of the things that I always encourage people to do is, is don't just read scriptures out the Bible. Read the context of the scripture. Read the chapter to get understanding of what the scripture is actually talking about read the entire book find out what's going on find out who the writer is talking to find out what was going on in that day and time and a lot of times you find out those things by reading the book sometimes you're not going to get the full context of what you're reading if you start off in the middle of it like i can't just sometimes we can't just open up the bible and start in chapter nine because sometimes we'll miss what's happening what what got us to chapter 9 and so I encourage you guys I love you guys and I pray that this has blessed you guys I pray that 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 we submit to God with our, with all of our hearts and that we raise our standard of what we expect that we don't just run after every word that's being preached or, or put out there just because it sounds good. Because one of the things that I've learned, prophecy isn't always pretty. Sometimes it's a rebuke. Sometimes it's, it's a preparation to get you uh, prepared for what you're about to endure or go through. And I'm gonna say this last thing and I'm gonna be done. I'll never forget, the Lord uses my sister in the prophetic. And I re- I'll never forget this. My sister called me one day. She's like, what you doing? Like, what's going on? And I was I was washing the dishes. And, you know, I was just, I, 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 was, I had just been praying. You know, I was dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. Just going through a hard trial. And she calls me. And she begins to prophesy to me. But what she was prophesying to me wasn't good. She was like, look. God is about to take and the reason why I know this was a this prophecy was true because it actually came to pass she was like God is about to take you and your family through a really challenging time and you guys are going to have just enough you're not going to have more than enough now how many times we hear preachers always prophesy you're going to have more than enough but she was like y'all not going to have more than enough but y'all God is gonna make sure y'all have just enough. And she says it's gonna be really hard, but the Lord is preparing you for your purpose. And she began to say some specific things that I don't it's none of your business. But the per, the point is I believe that that was a accurate prophetic word because it pointed me to God, it pointed me to depend solely on God. And she was foretelling a season that I wasn't yet in that actually came to pass. And so I want to encourage you guys to get in your word, like. Get in your word and submit to God so that you're in a place where. Whatever God does in your life, whatever you go through, that he is your source, not exterior things not money not job not house not car but god is truly your source that's my prayer for you guys listen i love you guys thank you guys for tuning in i want to make sure that you guys have the opportunity if you want to donate to path of revelation my upcoming album or it, um, I'm looking to do some audio video work and and I got a lot of plans for you guys. I'm super excited. If you want to donate to Path of Revelation, my cash app is Gabriel T. Parker. Gabriel T. Parker is the cash app or you can PayPal Path of Revelation now at Gmail Listen, thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Path of the Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture.